0: coming up on today's experience devotional diamonds of the day also known as ddd's where my daily devotions become some of our spiritual reflections sound effects placed throughout the show which have nothing to do with life but each one contains an ingredient to the secret sauce The review of the Goofy News, which proves Jesus, is coming back sooner than you think. This morning I had no internet at my home. All I could do was spend time in prayer and in the Bible and spend time with the dogs. And spend It was the nicest morning I've had in about three months. Doesn't that tell you something? Life lessons for our faith that we could actually use probably won't if we sit on our blessed assurance humor that will force you to think, Why does this guy have a radio show? Because I escaped from the zoo. That's why. Also, Bible trivia for fake and yet somehow real cool prizes, your phone calls, and more. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. My name is David Spoon. I'll be your host for the next 5,400 seconds. Yes, that long. Get ready for one of the more bizarre experiences on live radio. Here is the key to the show. We don't know what we're doing. We have no idea what's going to happen, and we don't care. But for the next few minutes, I want to talk faith with you. So here we go. We're living life as a Christian and asking questions about it. You know what I'm talking about? If Christians see life through Christ, then do racists see life through race? I guess that's one of the questions we're trying to figure out. Plus, we've got a lot of people we need to pray for, and we're going to do that in just a little bit. we got Al, and we're going to be praying for his wife, Lori, as well, that need prayer. She's in a procedure right now. But I want to make sure you understand how to reach us, how to touch base with us, how to connect. There are many, many ways to do that. You can do a dance right there in your living room and move your hands backwards and forwards, and I think that somebody will see you. It won't be us, but somebody will see you. Hopefully it won't be your kids and they won't be calling the police. The other part about that is you can reach out by phone. You can simply call 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. When you call 972 445 zero seven seven zero you will end up talking to amazing jen i will tell you exactly what that is like that's like being the first person that is let off of the airplane and then you will feel amazing see that's just amazing being the first person like i'm out bye (laughs) <laughs> uh, bottom line, if you've got a praise report, a prayer request, something going on, and you need other people to join you in prayer, we are here for you. We are brothers and sisters in the Lord pushing forward, recognizing that the return of the Lord is getting closer and closer and closer, and we need to encourage each other all the more as we see that day approaching. Also, if you've got a praise re- a praise report, we want you to be able to share that because Praise reports give people hope. They give them a sense of God is operating in other people's lives, and it helps their faith increase. That's why we want to have the format to do that. We are going to start off uh, and send you to the website real quickly, and of course, we always send you to the website. Keep in mind that on the website, there's this comments page, and on that comments page, you can make suggestions, or you can offer a saying in prayer. Maybe you've got a private prayer request you don't want anybody to know about. You want us to pray for you we will, or a praise report you want to share through that direction and you want me to share it for you, that's fine. Also on that same website is a place to give, which is relatively important because I can't pay Don for the radio time unless we get people that donate. And uh, if you don't want to hear me, then I would probably not give. <laughs> that's how I would do that. But if you want to hear, you know, got to, got to participate. Please check out hemustincrease.org. Prayer request? He must increase.org Praise report? He must Looking to give to this ministry? He must Confused by what's happening right now. He must increase.org. He must increase.org. Yeah, so now I think you know, when I hear a sound like that, that's racing cars right next to each other, bouncing off of each other. Close? Maybe not. No, not even close. All right, here's the bottom line. We're going to open up with prayer. We're going to pray for Lori and for Al, who are uh, Al's a wonderful brother who's uh, participating in the show. In fact, without Al, we wouldn't have the Peter answer. So we, we really appreciate it, Al. And uh, Lori's going through a procedure. She's having her lumbar uh, puncture as we're talking right now. So we want to pray there's no complications. Everything will go well with her and with him. So join me. Take your faith. Put it with mine. Let's take one ounce of faith that I have, one ounce of faith that you have, one ounce and a Of faith that everybody else has. Let's join it together, bring it before the Lord, and pray together. Father, we come before you right now, and we lift up Lori to you right now, Al's wife, and we ask you, Lord, to have mercy and grace in this situation while she is going through a procedure. We're asking for your healing kindness to be. Evident, And that she would get through this process quickly, simply, and easily, and that you would also comfort Al. He would not feel like he's alone going through this process by himself, but he would know that his brothers and his sisters in you are standing firm with him, believing for him and his comfort, and believing for Lori and her healing. And we're asking you for graciousness into their family and that Lori would recognize that your hand is the hand of mercy that's helping in the situation. We lift them up before you. We petition you. On their behalf, we ask, in the name of Jesus, please bring healing and peace into their bodies, into their home, into their lives. Let there be grace that is testified to. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Okay. All right. So we've got them. We're going to be praying for them. And if they have additional prayers, we will be open to that. Later on, we'll also be praying for the audience. We're going to be praying for people to have greater faith. Than fear, because some people are operating at a little too much fear, and then also to make you aware, as best as we can, we there's a little bit of spiritual warfare going on against the ministry, and uh, I'm not sure what has happened, because we've really we don't really do a lot, but apparently they don't like any of our apps. So Google Play is being really mean, and that's uh, it's par for the course. We're kind of used to stuff like that. So just pray that the Lord will give us favor, just like kind of like uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the fire. That, that, that's the way to think of it. Uh, in the meantime, we want to get straight to the Word of God because there is nothing like the Word of God, the Word of God written, yes, by man, but by the leading and the direction and the, and the uh, guidance of the Holy Spirit. And as you read the Word of God, you find that the Lord speaks to you. His Holy Spirit ministers to you, takes the words of Jesus, and makes them alive for your very own life. And this next section here in Matthew ain't pretty. Oh, everything Jesus taught. It's so nice. What book are you reading? Okay, this is not a Curious George book. This is the book. And here's what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 7, verse 21. And we're actually picking it up on verse 22. But listen to this. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of my father in heaven. Verse 22. On that day. Many will say to me, Lord, Lord, didn't we prophesy in your name, drive out demons in your name, do many miracles in your name? Then I will announce to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you lawbreakers. So, it's important to understand that Jesus in the Sermon on the Mount had some really positive things to say, but he also had some very direct and specific things to say. Most people still think Jesus came around in a tie-dye shirt and sandals, going around peace, 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 and never anything else. There are 24 instances of the word repent in the New Testament, of which 10 of them come from Jesus. So, let's just understand that. And in one case, he said, Repent three times or you're going to hell. So let's just understand what he's talking about. By the way, where's that? Mark chapter 10. Read it and weep. Here we go. Jesus said, on that day, many will say to me, and what people need to recognize, and some people don't understand this, is that there is coming a time where, ding, the clock strikes 12, there is no more time to go past this, and there is a day which everything will be accounted for. And Jesus says, on that day, there's going to be many people. You'd think there'd only be a few. That'd be wrong. There's going to be many people that say, well, we prophesied in your name. And we we, we drove out demons in your name. And we did many miracles in your name. And it's amazing how many great things can be done in the name of Jesus, in the name of God, in the name of Of the Lord. Now, I don't do a lot of uh, acknowledgement for secular teachers. Uh, But I will give Dennis Prager a little bit of a bump here when he said most understood when people talk about taking the Lord's name in vain that did much more have to do with doing some kind of action or function in the name of the Lord that was contrary to the Lord. That's actually a much more accurate way to understand it, although you can still use the Lord's name in vain in Uh, empty speech. I don't think there's much question about there. But here, these are people that are doing stuff in the name of the Lord. They're doing it in the name of faith, in the name of religion, and they are call about who Jesus is. They're doing it in the name. They're doing it in the name of quote-unquote a religion. It's like the people, I don't know, people like, I don't know, people in Florida who may be running for governor who say, I am like Jesus trying to do things in the name of Jesus, but he doesn't know who Jesus is. I don't know who the guy is, but it just seems a little weird that people would do that. And Jesus is specific about this and says, You're going to say you did this. You're going to say you did this. And You're going to say you did this in my name. And here's a little clue for you, friend. I don't know you. Ouch. Doing something in the name of the Lord does not mean that you know the Lord. It means you're doing something in the name of the Lord. And Jesus is the one that set that bar. So when we come back, we're going to look at how that gets differentiated, especially because we have different denominational groups that seem to fight over that, mostly in a silly way, but we'll get to that in a little bit. You are listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Taking a short break, then we'll be back. Don't go anywhere. the david spoon experience i'm not going to do an over overriding teaching that will uh, make the baptist or the church of christ proud so neither one of your groups can be all excited about this because that's not the purpose of this uh here's where we're picking it up uh as uh verse 34 ends eunuch the eunuch uh, asks philip what was isaiah talking about himself or someone else verse 35 from acts chapter uh nine uh or or chapter eight says philip says philip began with the same scripture, and then began to tell him about the good news about Jesus. As they rode along, they came to some water, and the eunuch said, look, there is some water. Why can't I be baptized? So let's just stop right there. When Philip was explaining the gospel to the eunuch, he had to include... The understandings or the teachings of baptism or the eunuch never would have said, why can't I be baptized? He never would have said it, never would have come up unless Philip had brought that information to light. In multiple translations, it then says, you can, Philip answered, if you believe with all your heart. And the eunuch replied, I believe that Jesus Jesus Christ is the Son of God. This is often known as believer's baptism. Some texts will show this in the footnote. I disagree that it should be reduced to the footnote. I think it's a part of the text. I would not fellowship with you over that. I just think it is a part of the text, because he asks a very pointed question, and in this exchange, Philip is giving a very pointed answer. So he's like, well, well, well here, look, 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 there's some water. I, I want to be baptized. I want to respond to the gospel. I want to say yes. And Philip responds by saying, you can. You can get baptized. As long as you believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, you can be baptized. Now, why that's important is because this is the difference between many different groups about who can be baptized. Some people think, well, a child can be baptized. Yeah, but a child can't believe in Jesus, so then how can a child be baptized? That's the argument, okay? Those, again, those are not fellowship issues. Those are disagreements. You know, we've spent... I spent 10 minutes talking about understanding who's got the Spirit of God and who doesn't have the Spirit of God. When you have a difference of application of Scripture, that, that person's not a evil person. They're not some kind of demonic whatever. They see something different than you. Okay. They're genuinely in a relationship with Jesus Christ. The blood of Jesus Christ is what redeems us. They are uh, acknowledging their heavenly Father, praying our Father who art down in heaven. They drink of the same Holy Spirit. They come to a different conclusion. Yeah. What else is new? Does everybody think McDonald's is the best fast food? Are you kidding? There's only a few people. (laughs) Back to the David Spoon experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the Truth Station here in Texas. That's man 770, the Truth Station here in Texas. I was just thinking about that Phil, where I go. Well, does everybody think McDonald's is the best fast food? Like, no, <laughs> no, I do not. Okay, right. I'm just putting that up. Uh, Okay, let's do our trivia question. So much to do, Uh, but that's part of the fun of the show. Here's your first trivia question. I know you guys will get this because you guys are wise beyond my ears. Uh, My ears, not ears. Two Old Testament cities were destroyed because of their great wickedness. What were their names? There you go. Two... Old Testament cities were destroyed because of their great wickedness. Jesus even made reference to them, by the way. What were their names? If you think you know the answer, 972 445 0770. You can also text in 214 210 8483 or send an email david at he mustincrease.org. So I do want to let you know as we are promoting Joshua, my son, and his uh, company, Cow Punch Sites. That's right. It's called Cow Punch Sites. Really funny, huh? Uh, if you do want more information, I I have a new email because I'm trying to help them out. It's called CowPunchDad at gmail.com. What's cool about the what the kid's doing is I do like this. And if we would have had this five years ago, I'd have been happy. Uh, 57 bucks a month, no setup fee, no cancellation fee, brand new site for your passion for your business for your ministry for whatever like that's it and what's really cool is if you if if i help you coordinate it with him then you can be guaranteed it will be perfect or he will never hear the end of it (laughs) that's like the best thing in the world it's like it's thanksgiving dad don't tell me you didn't get that done you know that's (laughs) You see that? That poor kid. Anyhow, uh, let's go back to the trivia question. We do have somebody ready to answer it, so let's fire them on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? This is Gary. How are you, David? I'm doing pretty good, Gary. I went and I worked out yesterday after the show. Thought of you while I was working out, so I just want to uh, let you know how much I appreciate your prayers for me. And okay. uh, and that you you are thinking of me, and I'm thinking of you, and I just thank you for being a great brother. Well, thank you. All right, thank all right. you. Now you got a classic question here. I don't think it's going to be difficult, but some people need to recognize it's not a fantasy; it's a reality. Two Old Testament cities were destroyed because of their great wickedness: Sodom and Gomorrah. That is correct, sir. <laughs> They were destroyed because of their great wickedness. And then Jesus goes, eh, some of you cities, it ain't going to be that good for you either. It's like, you know, it's like. Well, he wait made a reference to it in the New Testament. Ex- he made reference to it. Exactly. And if those cities were wiped out by fire and brimstone, it's like, okay. <laughs> you know something's coming and it ain't good. And yeah. uh, I'm not sure they are any more wicked than some of the cities that exist now. So we're going to see how that kind of plays out in the future. Excellent job, brother. Way to start it off. Well, I'll continue to pray for you. Thank you, And bro. God bless you. All right, you too. Bye-bye. You. Excellent work. Thank you very much. That's our brother. Uh, we're going to do our DNA, kind of the building blocks of what we are, kind of. You know, when I mentioned that to Chris, he goes, well, kind of like okay D D stands for draw closer to the lord daily daily every day spend some time with the lord it's not a required amount and it's not a required time unless you're OCD acd e uh, e e i i i o o o what is that e e i i o o u isn't there what is that e i or old mcdonald had a farm that's it that's it if you're an old mcdonald had a farm person that it's okay just spend some time with the lord something because that's the breach. That's what breaks the spirit of the world and the spirit of the kingdom of God. It's You get that little time in with the Lord, and it's like, stop, and you get everything realigned. So draw closer to the Lord daily, D, and never be ashamed of Jesus or his words. Never be ashamed of what Jesus had to say. You don't want Jesus to be ashamed of you in front of the Father, Luke 9, 26. Never Be ashamed, and they will try to shame you. That's what they do now on a regular basis. Some countries, it's against the law to make a proclamation on the word of God. It's like that just tells you what's going on. And then A, always be ready to serve, which means that we are vessels. We're not the solutions. You don't save anybody. I don't save anybody. I don't heal anybody. I don't do anything. I am a vessel of anything the Lord wants. And hopefully by his grace we can be vessels of encouragement and strength and lifting people up because that's lots more fun. Every once in a while he'll use us to be vessels of rebuking people. That happens too, folks. That's part all part of it. So that's our DNA function and draw closer to the Lord daily, never be ashamed of Jesus or his words and always be ready to serve. So here we go back to the text and uh, want to make sure that we don't get caught in goofiness, so we kind of review some of these things together to try and give the—what's the word I'm looking for? Kind of the Bapticostal, theological, yet practical application— Verse 22, when Jesus uh, says, On that day many will say to me, Lord, Lord, didn't we prophesy in your name, drive out demons in your name, and do many miracles in your name? The whole premise of this teaching is people doing these things in the name of Christ without having any connection to Christ. So they're doing it in the name of some form of faith of religion, but not actually being connected to Jesus, which tells you that people can be very religious in their behavior and not have a clue who Jesus is. So Jesus, when he defines that, says, Then I will announce to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you lawless ones, or lawlessness people, or you lawbreakers. It's like, wait, how can they be lawbreakers, if they are in fact doing things uh, in the name of the Lord. It's simple. The first four commandments or the first three commandments of the Ten Commandments are directed specifically towards the Lord. The fourth commandment, the middle one, the number four is for our benefit, not for the Lord's benefit. And the bottom six are for man. So three for God, one for us, six for mankind. The The summation of the law, the 613 or 619, depending on whether you're on the West Coast or East Coast, is simply Jesus said, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, strength, and mind, and love your neighbor as you love yourself. Well, these people are doing religious activities, but they have no love for the Lord, and they don't love him with all their heart, soul, strength, and mind. Therefore, they're breaking the first three commandments, and they are lawbreakers. That's how. You're like, whoa. Well, the way you say it that way, look, Jesus wasn't playing. Now, there is a small, very small, contingent group that is like, no, that's just charismatics and Pentecostals because they're talking about prophecy and demons and miracles. Yeah, okay. So all the disciples (laughs) did this. All the disciples cast out demons. All the disciples were involved in miraculous power. But only one didn't really know Jesus, and that was Judas. He still did the same thing. There's some weird thinking that Jesus or Judas never did any of those miracles. Where does it say that? He did them. But he did them without having a true connection to the king. And so he was just functioning, looking for his own purposes, trying to accomplish his own tasks, you know, being his own little thief. And the idea behind that is Jesus tells people at a time, yeah, that ain't going to work. It's going to come down to it on that day, and I'm going to get before you, and you might say, well, I did this, and I did this, and I did this, and I did this, and then Jesus will ask the most pointed question of all that people will really freak out. Yeah, yeah, who are you? (laughs) Wow. That's not a question you want Jesus to ask you. He knows all of his sheep by name. right? But to these people who go, I don't know you. You have no connection to me, and I have no connection to you. That's the difference between people who just do it for the outward or people who passionately do things for the Lord because they're just genuinely trying to follow and honor God. The law-breaking is that they don't love the Lord their God with all their heart, soul, strength, and mind, and all of their stuff that they do in the name of the Lord is for the sake of other people to see. And it's sad. And you, you, you might think, well, you know, but Jesus likes everybody doing good things. Okay, well then just throw these verses out. Just take just take a big knife and scratch them out of your Bible, and that, that makes you feel better. But Jesus, in a very nice way, says take a hike. I don't know you. You don't know me. And reality, in reality, you're working the system in lawlessness. That's not even close to who I am. So then he says, "Depart from me." Any anybody want to venture a guess where they're departing to? I, I have a feeling that won't be good because it is on that day when the judgment drops. Right? Yikes. And yet, if you're a believer, you're like going, I love it. I love that because I love the Lord and I want to know him more and more. And it should comfort you instead of making you afraid. All right, folks, you're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the Truth Station here in Texas. Going to take a short break. Top of the hour. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. What is the David Spoon experience, you say? I'll put it to you like this. Do you love a good joke that's pretty bad? What do you call an animal that doesn't practice what it preaches? A hippocritipotamus. <laughs> Come on. Do you love being able to ask questions, comments, or having someone to pray for you? Do you have an opinion, a comment, a thought, or a question? We don't want it to die of loneliness. We want it to have a chance. To. And last but not least, Do you love some trivia? All right, we got our trivia question. Uh, Who made clothes out of leaves that were sewed together? Somebody want to answer the trivia question? Okay, hold on. Hold on. Here you go. go. This is David. Who am I talking to? We're talking to Mary. This is Al. This is Brother Ace. This is Eric. This is Deborah. Now, if that doesn't make you curious, maybe you should tune in and check it out for yourself. Think of me as the big brother that won't go away. That's me. <laughs> Tune in to the David Spoon Experience weekdays at 1.30 p.m. on 770-KAAM. What is the David Spoon Experience? 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 1, Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. What happens when he stops following Christ? Stop following him. And what about 2 Corinthians 2.14? 2, Not that we rule over your faith, Paul said. What? Not that we rule over your faith. So this whole notion that there's this authority structure and that people have to obey because if they don't obey in every nuance, they're going to be, you know, zapped or whatever. Ours was better. You know what our story was? Ken told the story about past congregations he had, how about people who disobeyed him and spoke evil about them and how God killed them. That's what he told us. In fact, it was true that somebody out of the 100 and... Ten people out of his three previous churches. Let's just, we'll just leave that there. Uh, uh, one person did die. Wow, one out of 110. They picked up a hitchhiker on their way to Flagstaff, Arizona. Hey, I pastored in Flagstaff. And uh, the hitchhiker ended up killing the guy because the guy was a mental case. But uh, can use that after his church was closed 15 years later saying, T, <laughs> what, what? But we were too dumb to know. So now you have the same guy that told us how to attack a Christian leader, telling us we can no longer attack Christian leaders unless he, the Anointed of God, gives us permission. He's in charge, and we can't challenge him or question him. And oh, by the way, if we talk about the Anointed or touch the prophets of God, God will kill us. And he's him. So he's he's the one of the Anointed. So we can't touch him. Even though none of that is scriptural, none of that is right, and all of that is wackadoodle.